This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Greater Grace Church, located here in beautiful Green Acres, Florida. We're a local family-oriented church that places a great emphasis on teaching the Word of God without today's current trends and compromises. Our church meets every Sunday at the Green Acres Community Center, located at 501 Swain Boulevard, at the intersection of 10th Avenue North. Worship begins at 10.30 a.m. Stay tuned now as we go to today's message being taught by our pastor and Bible teacher, Dan Foster. So the concept this morning of a bodily resurrection, a bodily resurrection, that concept was difficult to grasp, mentally grasped, to grab it, for some of the folks in the city of Corinth. And uh, probably not just in Corinth, but in many places, the idea of the dead coming back to life is a difficult concept. Now we have zombie movies all the time, and everybody's, everybody sees the dead come back to life again. But uh, back then, there was, it was you, if you mentioned the dead returning to life, they would look strangely at you, like you had lost your mind. Uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you remember, in the, in the Jewish, two Jewish sects, Religious groups uh, fought rigorously for years and years and years over that very concept. The Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. They did not believe in that at all, but the Pharisees did. Uh, and the Pharisees were very legalistic, but they still believed in a resurrection. Uh, not the resurrection of Christ, but the resurrection of people from the dead. So Paul uses 1 Corinthians 15 to go into that whole subject for the Corinthian believers who are not Jews, they're Greeks, most for the most part. And he wants to explain to them, and does so very, very beautifully in the verses 12 through 19, he explains to them very beautifully why uh, without the resurrection you don't have a gospel. There's no good news. If there's no resurrection, then there is no good news. Uh, it's bad news. Uh, because if there's no life after death, then what are we doing? Why are we here? If there's, no, if there's no resurrection, then everybody that has gone on be, before us, those who have passed away, our loved ones and other church members that we've known over the years, if they have died and that's it, they perish and they don't exist anymore, never, and, and we'll never see them again, then that's not good news. Uh, that, that's bad news. If we are still in our sins because the resurrection is a testimony of God accepting the sacrifice of Christ. If, we, if he, did, we, he did not resurrect Jesus, then we're still in our sins, and uh, you know what that means. When, when, when judgment day comes, uh, we have to face uh, judgment for what we have done, uh, the first thing being rejecting Christ. But, uh, so that's not good news either. Without the resurrection... Uh, and so Paul's kind of, you know, he's thinking, how, how can these Corinthians even believe that? How can some of them even accept the fact that there's no resurrection and still go on to church every week? It doesn't make any sense why, they, why, you would even, why don't they connect the dots here and realize if there's no resurrection, then their salvation is really nothing. It's just a word. And there, there is no life 
to be to be looked. There is no life after death, and uh, all of us will perish and cease to exist. And all of us will continue in our sin, and all of us, well, basically all we're doing then is following the teachings of a dead guy. Uh, like so many other religions do. They follow the teachings of a dead guy, and look where those teachings got him. Dead. So uh, there's no hope in that message. You can, you can say, well, so-and-so, he had some great things to say, and he did some, you know, he had some profound statements to make. Yeah, but he's dead. So following his philosophy doesn't get you anywhere but dead. So whether you follow it or not, you're going to be dead. And so there is no good news in it. There's nothing in it. And so, but we have a we have a, we have a gospel, and we believe in the resurrection. And Paul will go in and show us how there was there were witnesses to the resurrection. Those witnesses are important. Witnesses are important because we want to have verification that indeed Christ rose from the dead. And so the witnesses were very, very important, and he'll list them for us here in 1 Corinthians 15. But there are the resurrection that we are concerned with beyond Jesus' resurrection is the fact that because he rose again from the dead, that we have life after death. And the life after death that we have, there will be a resurrection of us. We also will resurrect. And not only us, but also those unbelievers have a day of resurrection too. We'll show you the verses. Uh, we can do that now. In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 16, the believers will resurrect someday in the future. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead... Those who have died in the Lord, in Christ, those who have gone on before us, who were Christians, who died, the dead in Christ, will rise first. There's their resurrection. So you are on the earth, and the Lord is descending from heaven. And the first thing that happens is all those that have passed on before us, who were, who were Christians, those individual, their physical bodies will be raised from the grave. And then we who are alive when Jesus comes will remain and remain shall be caught up together with them, with those who have resurrected, into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall, and this is the greatest statement in the world, thus we shall always be with the Lord. We will always be with the Lord. So if you're wondering what you're going to do in heaven, all those eons of eternity future, uh, you will always be with the Lord. Whatever he's doing, you're doing. And being in his presence is fullness of joy, so you'll be happy doing it, whatever it is. It won't even matter what it is. You'll just be thrilled doing it because you're in the presence of God. So the resurrection of the believer, uh, no matter where he is, wherever where he was buried, no matter where his ashes were scattered, uh, if, if, if he drowned and, uh, and uh, 2,500 fish ate his body, then from those 2,500 there's a DNA and God will resurrect his physical body. And as he resurrects it, 1 Corinthians 15, 42, says this, So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, or it's buried as a body of corruption. It means that it deteriorates, decomposes. The body that is put into the grave is, is a body that can decompose. It can, it can, it can become dust again. 
He said, but it is raised, when it is raised, it is raised incorruptible or with the, it, it is raised a new body that cannot be decomposed or corrupted in any way. It is an eternal shell for your soul to inhabit for eternity. It is a house for your soul to inhabit. Because once you died, of course, you know your soul immediately went into heaven to be with the Lord. But your soul doesn't have a body until the resurrection. When the resurrection comes, then your soul will receive a new house, a body. And that body will be fitted to enjoy what heaven is. Just like your physical body here, you've got five senses. Is that right? Or six? Five senses. <coughs> Forgot my fourth grade science. Um, those senses God gave us were to appreciate the world around us. We can see it, touch it, feel it, smell it, and so forth. When you get to heaven, your new body is going to have the senses that God gives it. It doesn't tell us what those are, but it will be to appreciate what heaven is, to be able to appreciate all that we have in heaven. We have a new body. It's an eternal body. It's an incorruptible body. It is sown as a human body that has dishonored God because sin has been it, sin has used that body from time to time. You may have noticed sometimes sin uses your body to get away with things, but it is raised glorious. It is raised up glorious without sin, without an old sin nature. It is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. This is the resurrection of the believer. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body that has no end. The material cannot be corrupted. The material cannot decompose. The material cannot be in any way uh, torn apart or, or, or damaged in any way. It is completely incorruptible. You will finally be Superman. And your natural body is gone and you'll have a spiritual body. And It'll be a great thing. We have uh, so many different verses and promises about heaven. But also those who have rejected Christ on the earth, they get resurrected too. They have a day of resurrection. It's not, a, not very good. Their resurrection, because in our resurrection, we, we are raised and we go and we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And at that seat of judgment, we receive rewards from him for being faithful on the earth. And nothing is mentioned about sins or punishment or anything else because Jesus already took that for you. That's why you're a believer, a Christian. So your sins are not judged there. Your wrongdoings are not judged there. Your mistakes are not brought up. Nothing about what you've uh, what you should have done and you didn't do and so forth. None, none of that is there. Only only your faithfulness to him and how he wants to reward you for it. Uh, you say, well, he might, only, he, might, he might only have a short period of time. I was faith, faithful, but he'll reward you for that. So I remember back in 83, you were faithful. I think a whole week and a half. I want to reward you for that. And uh, but he'll, he'll be interested only in rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. That's what the Christian goes to face. First Peter five ten. I mean, not First Peter. First Second Corinthians five ten. And uh, Romans uh, ten. The unbeliever 
is also resurrected, and he goes to a different judgment when he's on when he gets resurrected. He doesn't go to the judgment seat of Christ. He goes to the white throne judgment, where he did not accept Jesus as the substitute or as the propitiation for his sin, for the atonement for his sin. So he died in his sins in John chapter 8, and now he must go and stand before God, having rejected Christ and also having the, the weight and burden of his sin to take with him to that judgment. Revelation 20, verse 12. I saw the dead, small and great. I don't know what that means. Short people, tall people, skinny people, heavy people. Don't know. Uh, Important people, not so important people. They're all standing before God. Doesn't matter. Wealthy people, uh, kings, rulers, nobodies, all standing before God. It's all the same. And the books were opened. The books keep a record, keep a record of their misbehavings on the earth. The good news is that for the believer in, in Romans chapter 4, when you become a Christian, the Lord says he will not impute or put on your account any sin. Even when, even when you fall into sin, he won't write it down. Your book stays clean. Thank you for listening to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Greater Grace Church, located in Green Acres, Florida. Grace Thoughts can be heard daily at 12.15 p.m. and weekends on Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on this same station. For complete messages and information about our ministry, you can visit us on the web at greatergracechurch.net. Again, that's greatergracechurch.net. Donations can be made directly through the website or mail us at Grace Thoughts, P.O. Box 540-993, Green Acres, Florida, 33454. That's P.O. Box 540-993, Green Acres, Florida, 33454. We hope you've enjoyed today's program and will tune in to us next time as we consider together God's heart towards us in Grace Thoughts. Precious Metals Reclaiming Service, an 